0: This is AgriPulse Open Mic. I'm your host, Jeff Nelly. Our guest this week is Indiana U.S. Senator Joe Donnelly. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, providing individualized protection on more than 290 million acres of farmland. Crop Insurance, still the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. AgriPulse Open Mic continues with U.S. Senator Joe Donnelly, next. America's crop insurance industry is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. With crop prices falling, farm incomes plummeting, and Mother Nature wrecking havoc, the private sector crop insurance infrastructure is more important today than ever. Providing individualized protection on more than 290 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. This is AgriPulse Open Mic. U.S. Senator Joe Donnelly was a co-sponsor of legislation that would have forced the Environmental Protection Agency to scrap its current definition of waters of the U.S. and start anew with greater input from states, local governments, and agriculture. The Hoosier Democrat says the EPA's regulations are misguided.
1: As we know in Indiana and around the country... There's nobody who are better stewards of the land of our waters than our ag community. Um, You know, a farmer, their family very often lives right there on the farm with them. The kids are out in the back swimming in the pond. Um, There's drainage ditches there. Nobody wants the waters to be cleaner. Nobody wants the farm to be run better than the family that lives there. And so what I've said all along is the EPA ought to spend more time listening and less time dictating and if they did, we'd be able to uh, continue to see increase in water quality, increase in air quality, and you can get a lot more done when you work together as opposed to spending all your time trying to tell everybody else what to do. Now,
0: the agriculture industry and others had asked for a clear definition of what is a navigable waterway and what are waters of the U.S. Ask for a definition, and many opposed the response that they've received from the EPA.
1: What we've often said to the EPA and to uh, all of the folks in that agency is when you talk about what's a navigable water, you know what is often talked about is, is there a connection between that source of water and a navigable waterway? So does that pond also run down into a stream that runs to the river. And what we've seen time after time after time is these are isolated um, areas of water. My friend Heidi Heitkamp, the senator from North Dakota, I flew over her state with her to go over this WOTUS issue in particular. And they have there what are called prairie potholes. And, and what that is is isolated, that these potholes are become isolated ponds that fill up. And so, how is that in any way, shape, or form a navigable water? How is that pond in the backyard of a uh, of a farm a navigable water? The answer is they're not. And the EPA has often said, "Well, we're not going to regulate those." And I said, "Well, then put it in writing," and they won't do it. And so uh, it's it's the old saying, um, you know, make sure you can get it verified. And so that's what we're trying to do, is to make sure they don't overstep their boundaries. But we have also seen recently. The Sixth, Circuit, the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals has already, the United States Court of Appeals has put a stop on this.
0: So we think of the issue at hand with regard to the legislation at which you are co-sponsor, uh, the Barossa Amendment, failed to get enough votes and cloture was not considered. But the Ernst proposal, the resolution of disapproval, was approved by the Senate. Do you expect further legislative action on this, or is this now down to litigation completely?
1: Well, I am hopeful that the um, the legislature will deal with it, because that's what the American people want. They don't want this decided by a court. They want it decided by their elected representatives. And we had 58 votes, so we came very, very close to getting the 60 that were necessary in, in order to put a stop to this. But what we are trying to do is to actually get this process to move, but to have it done in a way that listens to our farm community. Um, You know, our legislation talked about having this done by the end of next year. It talked about trying to make sure that for those waters that are connected to navigable waterways, that there there is a review of those. But what we're also trying to do is make sure they don't overstep their bounds. We're trying to uh, strike a reasonable bipartisan compromise. This was not a Democrat bill or a Republican bill. This was everybody in together. And what we found is we had 58 votes, but there were 11 other senators who signed a letter that said to the EPA, look, if you try to start regulating non-navigable waterways, things like ponds and things like um, um, drainage ditches, then we will put a stop to this. So um, you actually have a significantly larger group than just those 58.
0: Some would suggest that opposing the EPA's clean water rule means that you're not for clean water in the country.
1: You know, I, I don't live very far from Lake Michigan, and I feel an extraordinary responsibility not only for Lake Michigan, for all our Great Lakes, for all our waters, that um, we are good stewards of these for our children and grandchildren. And I think if you look... Um, It's an undeniable fact that our waters are becoming cleaner each and every single year and are the cleanest they've ever been in my lifetime. I very much want clean waters. I want to make sure all the navigable waters are the cleanest they have ever been. But there has to be some trust that the people of this country have some wisdom to add to this discussion as well. Um, Regulators weren't born with a crystal ball. Um, Nobody knows North Dakota better than the people of North Dakota. Nobody knows my beloved home state of Indiana better than other Hoosiers. And so look to us, look for our ideas, and together we can achieve the kind of goals that the EPA is looking for, but we can do it listening to one another. One thing I know about Hoosiers is this. If you ask us how to do something, if you ask us to be helpful and to be a partner, um, you can do amazing things. If you spend all your time trying to tell us what to do, it doesn't work very well.
0: Is the omnibus appropriation legislation a vehicle for further legislative action on this matter?
1: I think what we're going to see is... um, it will probably not be part of the omnibus but what you will see is um the EPA has been sent a very very strong message when those 11 senators signed on to the additional letter on top of the 58 who voted for our legislation uh, you know you're almost at 70 senators at that point and what we all said was look um Navigable waterways don't include torturing our farmers, don't include making their lives incredibly difficult, uh, doesn't include going to that farm pond where your kids go swimming in the back and trying to do something with that, doesn't include the drainage ditch out in front of your farm that's not connected to anything. So work with us, use some common sense and we can get this done.
0: Child nutrition reauthorization is due. Uh, there have been many who have discussed a need for greater flexibility and others who discuss the need to stay the course to not go backwards from achievements that have been accomplished thus far. Also, uh, opinions expressed in concern for the number of kids who actually are, have the opportunity to have healthy meals through the summer. Do you see child uh, re- nutrition reauthorization accomplished by its deadline? and would you grant greater flexibility or hold the line?
1: I sure hope we can get it done by the deadline. I was one of the folks who, who pushed hard to make sure that during the summer some of these kids um, could still have access to a decent meal. You know, uh, a child is not responsible for the situation that their that their parents may have put them in or for the economic situation they find themselves in. And every American wants to make sure that our kids can get something to eat, can have a chance to have a, a, a terrific life. So what we're trying to do, I, I do believe in increased flexibility. I do believe do, do believe that, uh, you know, as much as we can, we can continue to move this program forward using fruits and vegetables and trying to stay uh True to the nutrition programs, but uh you know there are there are a number of ways to do that where we can make it so that uh the kids love what they eat and that they're also healthy products for them.
0: I think you've been quoted that the export import bank is important to your state. It's shuttered now. What opportunities do you see to revive it?
1: We are looking at the highway bill, believe it or not. You, you know, you, folks laugh sometimes and go, how does that make any sense? Why is an export-import bank on a highway bill? And the answer is it's because it was the bill that's coming up uh soon, and we've been able to get significant majorities in both the House and Senate supporting the export-import bank. It's a bit of a technical term, <clears throat> but what it means is jobs, what it means is exports, what it means is American products being built. Uh, especially for our small businesses who who supply um, for instance jet engines to General Electric or to other companies that there's a number of small suppliers that make these parts and when these when these jet engines are sold in the export import bank provides a loan guarantee doesn 't provide a loan just provides a backup guarantee um, American jobs are created there 's Hoosiers in Batesville and in Rushville and in Richmond and all over our state who are building manufactured parts and, and parts that go into products that are shipped all over the world. And so I don't know why we would ever want to put ourselves at a competitive disadvantage. Senator, how would you weigh
0: in on the country of origin labeling debate? The House has voted to repeal in the Senate Ag Committee uh, two different proposals, one to repeal, the other to repeal, and a voluntary program.
1: Well, we're looking at that right now. Um, I know Chairman uh, Pat Roberts from Kansas and uh, Debbie Stabenow, our ranking member, are trying to put a piece of legislation together right now, so they're in discussion on that. What we don't want to do is wind up in the middle of some WTO mess, and so um, we're working with them and uh, hope to get the specifics out very soon.
0: In the state of Vermont, laws have been passed that would uh, call for specific labels on foods that might include an ingredient that came from a genetically enhanced crop. There are those who believe, uh, as the Pompeo bill might have come from the House, that would suggest that there should be a national federal standard with regard to labeling for foods that might uh, have ingredients from GM crops. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, again, in, in, and we're... In in a lot of very important legislation, legislative work going on right now, um, we're trying to coordinate with the House on uh, legislation that puts our companies in a place where they don't have to have 50 different labels for 50 different states. It becomes almost impossible. Can can you imagine having, um, you know, 25 different flavors of ice cream? Being shipped to 50 different states with 50 different labels, um, you're in a magnitude of thousands at this point. And so, what we want to try to do is work with um, with uh, our, our partners in both retail and around the states, and try to have a program where there is a label that can be used in all 50. And that doesn't that you know if folks want to detail that their product is not genetically modified, that's an easy thing for them to put on their label.
0: With regard to the Environmental Protection Agency, an end-of-the-month proposed deadline to announce the volume requirements under the Renewable Fuel Standard. How important is that to Indiana? How important to the country?
1: The Renewable Fuel Standard has been a tremendous boost for our country. It has helped produce additional American energy. Um, Every gallon of ethanol that's sold is a gallon that's been grown right here. Is money that goes right in the pockets of an American family somewhere in our country and so um, the RFS is critical and we're going to fight for it.
0: One last question before we go to close. Uh, the Trans-Pacific Partnership text has now been released. Senator, how are you evaluating this and, and how would you encourage others to evaluate this in lieu of a decision?
1: Well I'm evaluating this in 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 a way that asks and frames a question. Is this fair to everyone concerned um, in our country? And so uh, are we in a position where, for instance, our ag community is treated fairly? Are we in a position where uh, our steel makers, are able to compete on a fair and level playing field where other countries are not allowed to dump, where they're not allowed to manipulate their currency, where they're not allowed to leave our products sitting on the dock um, while they have full access to our markets. And so those are the ways I'm going to be looking at this.
0: Senator Donnelly, we want to thank you for spending time with us here on Open Mic. And as it is Open Mic, Senator, you have the final word.
1: I just want to say Thank you to everybody in my home state of Indiana um, and to the whole country it's a, it's an amazing privilege to serve on the on the agriculture committee and I know this that the opportunities in agriculture that the future of agriculture is, is I I think better than it's ever been in our lives we talk about uh this slogan we have to grow our country STEM science technology engineering and mathematics in Indiana it's STEAM science technology engineering agriculture and mathematics. And when you, you work on those things, success is, is very close by.
0: A big thank you to Indiana Senator Joe Donnelly, our guest this week on Open Mic. AgriPulse Open Mic is brought to you by America's crop insurance industry, providing individualized protection on more than 290 million acres of farmland. Crop insurance, still the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. For AgriPulse, I'm Jeff Nelly.